All right, guys, welcome back to the Business Shift podcast. Today, we have Kevin Koskela coming on. He is an online entrepreneur and Amazon bestseller with experience as a business owner, writer, podcast host, investor, and freedom ambassador. He turned his love for freedom into an online business in 2003, became location independent, and has since traveled to over 50 countries. I can't wait to get into that with him. Um, he's currently helping other online entrepreneurs with their WordPress websites with his business work hero. After spending y- many years building online businesses as using WordPress, he wanted to create a service that handled all of these annoying tasks so that businesses could really easily move things forward and stop wasting their time with the technical headaches. Totally understand that. Uh, he used his experience building teams to create Work Hero. Work Hero is a technical partner for many marketing agencies. The company works as a subscription-based flat fee service offering WordPress development, support, proactive maintenance, and white label. They are currently managing 600-plus websites for more than 40 digital agencies across the U.S. and U.K., so I cannot wait to bring him on. But before we do that, let's go ahead and cue the intro. Welcome to The Business Shift, the podcast for online entrepreneurs who are focused on making the shift to business owners. We talk about what it takes to build and grow a thriving digital empire and the transition required as you grow. This is a shift I chose to make in my own business, your client success, and one you'll want to consider making as you grow from solopreneur to business owner. Please share and enjoy. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, Elena. Thanks a lot. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, there's so many things I want to dive into, but first I want to talk to you about what does it mean to be a freedom ambassador? It sounds like you're really embracing that with all of your traveling. So I would love to know uh, what that means to you and how you're embracing it in your life. Yeah, so uh, I started a, a blog back in 2012, I think, uh, called freedomlovin.com. And I was just kind of blogging about my travels and uh, talking about giving stories and, you know, trying to be as entertaining as I could. And uh, and then not turned into a podcast later because I was like, oh, I'd like to actually talk about some of this stuff. And then it got into more than just traveling. Um, yeah. It was more about like philosophy and uh, financial freedom, business and uh, what else? What am I missing? Travel. Yeah, a lot of a lot of travel stories. So so I kind of combined all the different aspects of freedom in yeah. my life and and how to maximize those things. And that's what I was excited about, uh, excited talking about. And it just became like a podcast that, that I did once in a while. And then for a while I do it regularly and then I drop off and, you know, it never yeah. was very consistent. Um, yeah. I uh, that that led me to writing uh, the book, my book, The Rebel's Guide to Freedom, um, which came out yeah. last summer. And, uh, you know, it's kind of talking about like how, uh, we're, a lot of people feel stuck in what they're doing. They don't feel free. Yeah. They don't feel like they have options. And so in the book, I get into, uh, a lot of the, the kind of psychological and um, internal struggles that people have and right. how to kind of move through those, because that's really what's stopping us from being free. And, and I kind of get into the, the kind of macro picture and then also, in, you know, the, the micro, the, the individual. So it's, it's yeah. a little bit of both. Okay. Very cool. So what kind of, st- what started you on your travel journey? Like 50 countries is a lot. So what kind of started you on that and uh, led you down that path of creating that kind of lifestyle? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I grew up with a globe in my room and I would always spin the globe around and look at all these different countries and like oceans and like lakes and just imagine being there. And so that got me really uh, just thinking like, 
that the world is is uh, a place I want to explore. You know, I want to explore yeah. all these different uh, places, either within the U.S. or somewhere else. Right. And um, and that got me that 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 got that got my my mindset on uh, travel. And so mm -hmm. I've always really since since being a little kid, I've always really been interested in exploration, adventure, travel. And uh, and then uh, somewhere along the line, I read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, and it was like, oh, this is like this is what I've been thinking the whole time, but it just like, I didn't put it in those kind of words. words I was like, yeah. I, I could have written this book if I would have given me a couple yeah. <laughs> of years because like, I, I know that's what I want. And so I read, I read that book. Like, yeah. I think I read it cover to cover, like in a bookstore. Like I didn't even buy it. I was just like, I'm just reading it. Like, I think I maybe I went back in a, a second day and I read the rest. Picked of it, it like, up yeah, and this. was like, Oh, this looks interesting. And then a couple hours later, you're like, yeah. Oh, I finished it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was, it just really resonated with me. And then, um, and then just, the idea of like being free, you know, like that yeah. freedom for me is, is the uh, highest value that I have is, is, is freedom. So, um, yeah, the combination of all that is how I got into it. And then from, uh, Tim Ferriss, um, I also had read the rich dad, poor dad stuff like yeah. everybody. And, and I think I'm sure you have. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah. I'm on his third book. I actually have his third book right here. Guide to investing. Um, oh yeah. yeah. I'm, hundred percent into that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's and people look at it now. It's like, it was written in like two, thousand i think or 2001 yeah. and i think yep. people look at it as like oh yeah everybody knows this but if you haven't read it, it it's still like even the first book it's very basic but it's so valuable because it can shift yeah. your mindset it's like i had never thought of things like that like having you know like i always thought i was working in the corporate world and i always thought oh well i just need to have my own business never really thought yeah. like self-employed or business owner i just thought i just want to have my own business because i want more freedom but then right. it turned out like i went into the s the S quadrant right away. And I turned out I had less freedom and I was like, wait, this yeah, really yeah, no, I love that you bring that up. And this kind of was that kind of sparked the idea for this podcast because I read that book, the cash flow quadrant where he's talking about, okay, like there's people who are self-employed. Right. And then there's people who are mm -hmm. business owners. And I was like, wait, there's a difference. And then I looked at my life and what I had done. I started my business as a, a self-employed solopreneur, everything like that, looking at it and going, oh my gosh, like I have created a job for myself. When in reality, what I wanted to do was create a business. And so such a, a clear distinction. And so I love that you see that too. Um, and that's essentially what the, the foundation of this podcast is. So I would love to know what you think the difference between a solopreneur or self-employed person is compared to a business owner, if, if you think that there is any difference? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So uh, solopreneur, um, I, I look at solopreneur and uh, self-employed business owner as a little bit different because I, I look at the self-employed, the, the traditional S quadrant in, in Rich right. Dad as like, it's, it's like a, a plumber or a chiropractor or a dentist or something where you're trading your, your time for money, you know, that, yeah. like that's kind of the classic S, you know, self-employed. Yeah. And, and that's what, and I did that for, I don't know, a couple of years, I think was, I was doing like personal training and it was like, yeah. I, I, I was so frustrated because I was like, I was trying to build a business out of it, but it was just mm. not happening. It was just like me there or the I don't time. make any money. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I really didn't like that. So, um, but with, so being a solopreneur, there's a lot of, I think there's a, more options. So it's, you know, I think that's kind of almost an in-between uh, between the self-employed and business owner, because when I was like self, uh, a solopreneur, um, I was, I had a website that I was teaching people. I started with uh, teaching personal training online and then I went to oh, cool. swimming, which is what I did as a, you know, growing up and I was a competitive swimmer. So yeah. then I was teaching swimming and I had a niche where it was swimming for people that were training for triathlons. Oh, and it cool. was a, 
yeah, it was a niche and I, and I, I created, I eventually created a, a membership site out of that. Oh, nice. And yeah. And so that was kind of like a cross. I think that's a cross between, you know, yeah, I was trading some of my time for money, but then I also had a, a membership thing so they could sign up for and become a member of my site and mm-hmm. um, pay monthly or pay yearly. And, and then, so I'm, I'm sort of earning some level of passive income. So um, that was my transition from going from strictly like trading time for money, S-Quadrant to uh, having a business, but also having to put time into it and be, I was the guy, the website was, tri, it's still there, triswimcoach.com. And I was the triswim coach. So a lot of times right. it was me doing it. And, and the way I started it was just giving swim lessons. And um, oh. so of course, giving swim lessons. I mean, I knew like I did that for, I don't know, maybe a, a year or, yeah. or something like that. And then I was like, I'm maxed out. I'm burned out. Right. Like in the summertime when people were wanting lessons, I mean, yeah, I could charge like at that time I was like the highest, I was, I, I charged the most in my city. I know because right. everybody told me that like, you're really yeah. expensive. But <laughs> even with that, it's like, I was like, oh, I'm so tired of, of just having to be at the pool all the time and, right. and do this. And then, so I, it really motivated me to get to, you know, a bit, first I started with a DVD and then, and then I went to, uh, you know, the, the full on membership site. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So then you ultimately made that transition to your business now, which is work hero. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. So what was that transition like and were you able to achieve location freedom once you started that business or did that location freedom come sooner? Because it sounds like when you were teaching swimming, there was not probably location freedom there. Right. Right. And that, that there was, yeah, that, that was a little bit tough to, to have location freedom because yeah. I needed to, being a swim instructor, a, a, a freelance swim instructor is yeah. very difficult because you have to be able to, you have to talk to pools and most of the pools are going to say, no, you can't work here, but there's right. always ways around that. And there's always, you know, so I got in my city that I was living in, I got, um, I, I made, I had uh, relationships with uh, some of the, the aquatics directors Yeah, and it took time and it took a, a lot of effort and then they had to trust me. And, and so then I was able to give lessons at these various pools yeah. Uh, so yeah, taking that on the road is really uh, difficult. So, yeah. um, so yeah, like the, no, I, I, when I, when I was able to transition that to being online, um, I had a lot more freedom. So I started yeah. to cut down on my number of lessons I was doing. And then I, I went, I got down to where I had one client or one uh, yeah. person taking lessons for me. And then, and then I was able to, to travel more and, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Like that, that really was it because you know, I was living in Southern California. It's so expensive. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was, it's one of the most expensive places in the U S. And, yeah. uh, so if I left, as long as I didn't have to pay my rent, uh, you know, where I was, I could, I could actually live cheap more, uh, more cheaply. So, yeah. um, so the, one of the first trips I did was I, I took a trip to Bali and I, um, at that time I, I just left my, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't renting. I was living in San Diego and I wasn't renting a place. I just left my, the place I was renting. So, so I went to Bali and I just, I took, um, I, uh, tracked all my expenses Yeah. Uh, and I compared it one month in Bali. I compared it to one month in San Diego yeah. and I was, I mean, I saved so much money by traveling, you know? So, mm, so that, so that, that got me. And then I tracked, and I was there, I was in Southeast Asia for like two and a half months that time. And I tracked yeah. all my expenses and it was like, no matter where I was, I was spending so much less money, even going, yeah. you know, staying in even some hotels sometimes and, you know, doing, doing things that were, uh, that I wouldn't even do uh, back home. So that kind of got me to, to where I was like, okay. I, and I wasn't making that much money in my right. cook business. I mean, I was selling, I think at that time, I want to say I was selling eBooks and DVDs and I 
didn't really have the membership site going yet. I think, it, no, yeah. I did. No, I had, it was, it was just, it just started. So yeah. I had some members and I had, I was selling some books and, and DVDs and, um, and that was it. And it was, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was plenty, you know, to live in, in Southeast Asia. Right. And that, that I really like that you say that because I've heard, uh, the belief that traveling is really expensive. And that it's like, oh, I can't do that because it's too expensive. Um, But I love that you share your experience on that. And so what does your traveling, what does it look like now? And how did it evolve? Because I'm curious as to how you travel. Like, do you go and actually live in places? Do you just go visit places for a couple of weeks? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that traveling schedule look like for you? Yeah, uh, it's kind of been all over the map. Uh, I, I liked for a long time, I like to have a home base. Like yeah. go out, live somewhere or, or visit somewhere for a while and then come back and have my home base with all the things yeah. that I'm familiar with. And um, I did that for, for a long time. And so, you know, I think that um, one, one thing that got, I got really excited about was my, that was one of my first trips was that Southeast Asia was that yeah. I kind of controlled everything. I, just, it was, I was solo traveling, so I didn't have to check in with anybody. So mm-hmm. I had no agenda. I had no I had no idea what I was going to do from day to day. I would just wake up and decide like, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to stay here for another day. And then some days I'd be like, no, I'm kind of tired of this place. I'm going to move on and go somewhere else. And yeah. so that, that was like, that, that was a, a style of travel that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, that, I did that for a while. And then, um, I, but I've taken trips where it's like, I'll, I'll go for a month. You know, I, yeah. I went to, I remember I went to Vietnam. I spent a month there and I, I kind of traveled all over Southern Vietnam and, um, yeah, but, but then I, I've, I've also like, um, when I came down, so this I'm in Brazil now. And yeah. when I first came here in 2020, um, I, I, I had, I planned a month and it was like, yeah. I just, I want a taste of it. So, so I came down here for a month, but my home base was yeah. in Austin, Texas. And, and so, um, yeah, I've, I've kind of done all the above. Um, I yeah. haven't lived anywhere outside the U S for, a really long period of time other than Brazil. I've been here, right. but I've been traveling back and forth. So I don't yeah. know if I technically, I, I could say I've been here for, I don't know, eight months or something like that, but, yeah. uh, but I have taken some trips back. So very cool. So what is your favorite form of travel that you found? Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. I like that. Like I said, like the Southeast Asia, when I was doing that, like just being able to decide from day to day where I want to go. Yeah. And not have it, not have it too planned out. I'm not a planner at all. I don't have right. the skills to plan anything. So I just, mm-hmm. I kind of live my life that way anyway. And so when I travel, yeah. I like to be able to decide from day to day what I want to do. Now, of course you have to plan a little bit because sometimes, you know, you have to have, you have to know that you're going to have a place to stay in the, whatever city you're right. going to, um, you know, you don't want to end up like on the street or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I, at least I don't, I mean, I know people were like, oh, well, whatever, I'll just camp out. But I'm like, no, I, I need to. <laughs> I got it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think there was, there's some minimal planning that needs to be done, but, but I do right. like that. I do like that. Just leaving it, leaving it open and, and just going, okay, you know, maybe having some level of like parameters, like, okay, this, I'm generally going to be here for a little bit. I'm generally right. going to be over there, but, but then just being open because you never know when you go somewhere, you just never know what it's going to be like. And, you know, everyone could tell you, some places totally amazing. And then you get there and you're like, no, this is <laughs> not for me. I mean, I could, yeah. I could, I have one example of that, that I just, it stands out. Um, when I went to Thailand the first time, I had yeah. a friend that was saying, you have to go to Koh Phi It's the yeah. most amazing island. It's so great. It's so amazing. Yeah. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going there. And I was like thinking I was going to spend a few days. And I remember taking the boat and I got off the boat and I, you, you walk from, you know, on the pier, you walk towards the island. And from the pier, you could hear the, the thumping music. Boom. Boom, 
boom, boom. And it's like the whole island is, it's like a party island. (laughs) Really? Like this is what he's saying so great. So it is a beautiful island, but it's filled with like backpackers and like college students and people that just want to party all night. So it's, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's not me. Like I'm, those, yeah. days, those days are long over for me. So right. I was like, oh no. So I got a, a hotel room and yeah. it was the absolute worst room. It was super expensive. Like Thailand is cheap, but that place yeah. is so expensive. There were, there was music all night. I couldn't sleep. There was a cockroach running around my room. I'm like, oh. I got to get out of here. So I, the next day I just, in the morning, I just left. I'm like, yeah. Not, You're like, nope. Nice. Okay. Very interesting. So did you feel that, that, that kind of like kind of go wherever had any negative effect on your business or how were you able to build your business, uh, work hero to the point where you could do that, where there's like, Oh, it doesn't need to be really structured because, um, I work with a lot of people who have businesses and it's like every minute structured because I've got this to do zoom calls to hop on all these things. Um, so how did you get your business to the point? And, uh, do you have a team like anything and everything like that? Yeah, yeah. So this, those are great questions. I um, th- back then I was running. I was just running Trisum Coach when yeah. I got to Bali. The Bali at that time, 2012, no internet. I mean, yeah, you could find in, you could find places that had a little bit of internet, like yeah. just, just enough to get things done. But most places, it would they would advertise like cafes would say, "Oh, free Wi-Fi," and then you get there and it doesn't work. That was oh, that happened to me yeah. over, and over and over and over. And I was like, okay. So then I reframed it in my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make any progress on my business yeah. while I'm here. And right. so I did the bare minimum. I kept things going, but I didn't, I wasn't making progress. Right. And, um, and I just accepted that. I was like, this is not, yeah. a, now it's changed a little bit. Bali's gotten better now, right. but, um, but sometimes you, you run into those situations. And so it depends on what stage you're in. I mean, like for me, yeah. it's like, um, if you're just starting out and building your business, I think it would be terrible to be traveling around and not knowing what the internet situation was and, you know, right. not knowing where you're going to be. I think that would not be a good idea. I think this is yeah. something that you do after you've established some level of base of your business. And then you can start right. like going out and, um, and, and exploring. But, but now like I've done so much traveling over the years that um, I'm kind of used to things like just getting set up in different places and, and yeah. finding internet and all that. And so um, with Work Hero, no, I was living in Los Angeles when I started Work Hero. And yeah, um, I had a home base and I was going to a co-working place and it was very yeah. stable. Um, but I mean, I was still like, I, I moved to LA for just to see what it was like. And I was there for like seven months. So it wasn't like, yeah. you know, I wasn't, uh, I still wasn't sta- It wasn't settled in one place for, right. for a long time, but you know, you, you know, you're going to have internet and you know, there's going to be um, some decent networking and things like that. Yeah. So, you know, I was able to get a lot of things done uh, being there. And, and then, you know, then later it's like, okay, now I can, go back and go out to different countries and, and start to explore a little more. Um, but for me, like the way I work is, is quite different from a lot of uh, business owners, I would say, because mm. I, um, I like to change my environment a lot. I don't yeah. care to have the same environment every single day. Now there is some level yeah. of consistency that I need. Like, like I, I you know, I work out, I, I like to stay fit. So I, right. I need to have some level of fitness going on. And, um, and, and then like, I like sunshine, so I don't want to be in a place that rains all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there's things like that, that I need, I, I do want consistency, but, um, generally I like to mix it up and I, and I do better when I'm in a different environment. So as long as I have the internet, as long as it's not like yeah. I'm, I'm searching around and spending hours looking for a place to have internet, I'm, I'm like, I'm more, um, inspired when I can, go and work in a different place. Now it may not be every right. day. I may, I may do two days at home and then one day out at a cafe or a, a yeah. working place or something. But, but I, I like that for my own creativity, for my own, um, 
yeah, just just kind of mixing things up and 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 having the just kind of the new. It helps me to to be more focused. It's weird because most yeah. people are like, I can't focus if I'm out. I'm like, that's where I get my focus. I don't know what it is, but I, I got when it I'm at there. Home, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm at home, I I mean the the refrigerator is really close by, so I'm I know like, I'm always thinking like, oh, I could go get food or, or yeah. I could do my laundry or I could you know have a cup of coffee or whatever. And I'm just like. No, right. this is like, you know, I, I want to get things done. So yeah, anyway. Okay, interesting. So um, what led you to creating and deciding to build a business uh, that you currently have, Work Hero? Like what what created that? And then what's the the state of it now? Like where have you built it to? Yeah, yeah. So um, I was with, when I was running the Tricem Coach business, I was hiring a lot of people. Like I yeah. I, I, I didn't have a full on team, but yeah. I had, I had a, a, uh, a couple of VAs, you know, virtual assistants. And then I was hiring WordPress people. Like I didn't want to work on my own website. So I had people doing WordPress stuff and then design. And then those are the areas where I hired out. And so I can't, I was at a conference um, at one point and I, they were talking about how you, like they had this training program. You could train people on different aspects of the business. And I was thinking, well, why don't I build like sort of like an agency where I'm helping Mm. people like me, like solopreneurs, um, to outsource and to build teams and things like that. Yeah. So that was the first idea that I had for this, this business. So I wanted to build more of a, like an agency that does like multiple things. Like I, I, the first version of work era was uh, design development and marketing funnels. So we were going to mm-hmm. do all three. Um, we never, that never really, we never made that profitable. We, we tried it for a while and it just never was profitable. And yeah. then I, I, I got an idea to just cut out the marketing funnels and the design because that's where we were struggling. We were doing pretty, pretty good with the, um, with the development. Yeah. So, so we cut everything out. We started the business all over again, January, 2020 and, and started just doing WordPress development because that was our, that was kind of what we were good at. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then it, it, we had one, I think we had one customer in January that stayed on that, that wanted to, to, to keep using us. And then we just built it from there. And, uh, yeah, now we've got, um, you, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, we've got like something like 40 customers and, right. um, yeah, hundreds of websites that we're managing wow. and, um, it's, it, it's a solid, it's been, it's been a, it's been slow growth, yeah. but it's at the point now where it's like, I can see a lot of possibilities and opportunities. And it, it seems like, uh, we're, you know, we're at the point where I don't feel like there's a limit to the growth that we can have. The Ooh, only thing. I love that. Yeah. The only thing that we're, that we've struggled, I mean, not the only thing, there's many struggles, but one of the things that we've struggled with is when like, we'll go through a period where there's very little growth and then we'll go through like one month where we sign up several customers at once. And the last time that happened, we were not prepared for that and broke, you know, and things broke. So, so we've been in the last couple of months, we've been working on fixing some of the things that broke and building our team, making a little bit, you know, more of a solid team rather than, relying on who we have. We had to hire a couple of new people. And right. so now we're trying to get ahead of it so that the next time we have a, a growth spurt, we'll be ready. We're not going to be like, oh, you know, now we're, you know, the whole thing um, breaks and there's all these problems and there's customer complaints and things like that. Right. So what does your team look like now? And who was the the first hire that you brought on? Because I know a lot of solopreneurs who are looking to make that transition to being a business owner, the team scares them to death. They're like, I don't know who to bring on, how many people to bring on, how to train people. And so who was your first hire? And then what does your team look like now as you've grown? Well, okay. So yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I, my first hire, I tried to hire the person who's my business partner right now. Um, 
but he wanted to be a partner. <laughs> so yeah. we, we, I talked about hiring him. Um, he, and he's what brought me to Brazil. So, yeah. um, he, he reached out, uh, before I even started work hero and, uh, we were, he was working for me as an admin with Tricycle mm. Coach. And, um, and then I, I, he was great. I mean, we got along great and, um, young, he's a young guy, much younger than me, yeah. but, um, but he's really smart and he taught himself English and he's, oh, he, wow. he was learning, learning, you know, WordPress development, learning all these things. Yeah. And then when I, uh, when I said, I, I told him about this business, um, I said, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to bring you on and, and, you know, have you as an admin or something. And he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to do this, but I'd much prefer to be your partner. And I was like, mm. oh yeah, we've never met. He's really young. Um, <laughs> not sure about his English skills for this. Uh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of went for it. And, Cause I had a gut feel, you know, it wasn't like like on paper, it might not have looked great, but I had a gut feel that it would work because he had uh, more energy than I did with yeah. just, just, okay, there's a problem or there's something we need. And then he just instantly goes out and learns it, you know, yeah. like, whereas I'm like, oh, I gotta, you know, I got all these other things to do. I don't want to do that. But he's just like yeah. learning everything that we needed to, to, everything we needed for the business. He would just go learn it. And so um, it was a great fit for a partnership. So we, we've done really well together as, as partners. And that was, so that was the first person. It was just the two of us for a, for a while. And then we yeah. started hiring and we started hiring others. And, you know, we could, I mean, I'm sure we could do a whole podcast on partnerships, but, you know, just essentially, I don't know if partnerships are for everybody. I think that's, it really right. depends on the person and the, the two people. And I think that one, I just, I'll just say this one thing about partnerships. Um, you pretty much, I think, have to be friends with that person or it's probably not going to work. Yeah. Um, and even that have doesn't guarantee values. Anything. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The same values and, and everything that I think that's super yeah. important, but, um, but you asked about the first hire. So, so we, we just went on to uh, Upwork and we found nice. a work, we found a developer that was in the right price range and had the experience. And, yeah. um, so it was, it was just the two of us and him and, and, uh, he did all of our development for a while. It was like, you know, we didn't have a lot of customers, so it was, we could just, we could just work with one. Handle that. Yeah. 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 But what I, you know, what I learned over the course of time was that you know having somebody working on Upwork is not a good fit for a business. I mean, you have to bring them mm. on, ideally as a full time person, as a full time um, uh, contractor. Right. But but even just a part time contractor is much better than having them just on Upwork. They're doing several other gigs. You're right. like maybe two or three for them, and it just it just doesn't work. So I think yeah. it's great to have somebody that's that's really on your team and not not doing you know multiple multiple other jobs. Yeah. So do you have any employees now or are they all contractors? Um, what does that look like for you? No employees. We have only contractors. Um, nice. I, I don't want to get to the point. I know that a lot of business owners are like, oh yeah, we have to hire employees and, and things. Yeah. Like I don't want to do that at all. I, I have, I have so much success with contractors and right. we have people in the Philippines and we have people in South America and it just, it would be, I mean, there, there's just really no, I don't, I can't think of a reason why I would want employees. I just don't, yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand why I would want that burden because right. I have a, I have a solid team and they're all working. You know, I'm the only one that's, that's a quote in the U S yeah. um, even though I'm in Brazil, but I'm, but I'm my, my, our base, our, our business is based in Austin. Yeah. So, um, but it, it works really well and that's how we can do what we do. You know, if, yeah. if I were to hire somebody, let's say from the U S it would be a completely different business because I would have to charge more and it would be, you know, like right. a whole other thing. Yeah. So did you bring on, what were the different type of contractors that you brought on in terms of roles? Um, because I know that that's another, another question that I get a lot is, is people going, well, like what are the most important roles to bring on in a business? So what, what different roles do you have currently filled right now? 
Yeah, well, since we're a WordPress development business, yeah. uh, obviously developer is the most important thing um, because because we can kind of do, like the two of us, the, the, the partners, we can do everything else. It's, it's not, you know, if you want free time, that's not ideal. But um, but that uh, between myself and my partner, we can kind of cover a lot. So yeah. if you want to think about it like bootstrapping a business, um, the first thing that, that for me was was a developer. Like that's, yeah. that's the absolute necessity. Now, I also had right. a VA. I had a VA from my old business that I brought into the new business. And yep. so, so then we had that right off the bat. We had uh, a VA that could do a lot of the admin work. So we're not using a lot of our time, um, you know, spending a lot of our time uh, working in the, you know, kind of the nitty gritty and, and yeah. things that, that really it should be done by an admin. So yeah. Um, so yeah, so we had those two, those are the two. And I, th I think that's probably a good place to start. I mean, if you were to start a business, like just forget about the development part. Um, yeah. I would say, hire, I would say finding a good VA would be the, the definitely the first place to start because mm -hmm. if you have a good VA, um, usually, you know, normally you could afford, uh, to pay someone like in the Philippines, um, yeah. you know, depending, but, and having them do, uh, some of the things that are, that you're just getting bogged down by. And, and yeah. it's, it's just not a good place to be when you're starting a business. There's, there's, there's a lot of pressure, I think to, it's like, oh, well, I don't have any money yet, so I need to do everything. But then it's like, yeah. how, how long is that going to last? So if you can just scrape it up, scrape up enough money to hire like a VA for 20 hours a week, um, yeah. I think that's going to make a huge difference. I love that. Okay. Well, this has been amazing so far. Um, I think my last question to you is looking back now, as you kind of gone through this transition of, of really stepping into business owner, what advice would you give somebody who is looking to make that transition? From, from self-employed to business owner or? Yeah. Yep. From yeah. self-employed to business owner. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think the, the advice I, I would say that, uh, it is a lot harder to run a business than it is to be self-employed. Uh, yeah. but, but the payoff, but the payoff is there. And, and you know, it's, it's like, it's really kind of, what is it that you want in your life? Do you, do you want a life where you are uh, hands-on in your business? You're yeah. completely always doing the thing. Maybe you do want that because maybe you love it. Like, you know, yeah. I was a swim coach and a swim instructor. Some people love that. And I know yeah. I have friends that are doing swim instruction and they're like, that's what I want to do. I love it. I, I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. And, you know, like I know I have friends that are, I have a friend that's a chiropractor. I mean, it's like, that's what he loves to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're in that situation, uh, there's also a level of, okay, everybody wants freedom, right? At some level, everybody wants freedom. So, um, you can sort of build something on the side. So I, I think that's, that's totally viable to say, okay, you don't need to completely cut ties and just start a whole new thing and have no income, you can keep yeah. your self-employed business going and on the side, start something small and just build it up from there. And no yeah. pressure, you know, there's no pressure to do it in any like time frame. Just start something. If you have an idea, just start doing it and little by little. And then pretty soon, you know, you can say, okay, now I can, I can hire somebody to do this. And then, yeah. um, okay, now I'm making a little bit more money every month. And then, you know, eventually it goes to, you can replace that with your job or, you know, if you don't want to, then you just have the, the nice side income. So I think there's a lot yeah. of different ways to do it and to keep an open mind to, um, you know, not thinking that there has to be this one way of doing everything and, right. and, and that there's, there's ways that can kind of suit your personality and your goals and, you know, you know what you want to accomplish. Yes, man. I love it. Thank you so, so much for your time. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they're interested in work hero, where can they connect with you? 
Yeah, use workhero.com. Um, it's all, uh, everything is there for the WordPress support. Um, I also have a, a my, my side project is uh, Freedom Lovin'. And that's, that's where I've had my podcast and my blog and stuff. Uh, freedomlovin.com is loving without the G at the end. Awesome. Um, you can find me there as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add before we cue the outro? Uh, no, just stay optimistic. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Hey, thank you so, so much for joining. Let's go ahead and cue that outro. Thanks. Thanks so much, Elena. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Business Shift, where we chat about no-nonsense insights and strategies to help you transform your online business into a successful empire. If you or someone you know is an online business owner and are looking to increase the retention and ascension of their programs and outsource their fulfillment, I would love to connect. You can connect with us at yourclientsuccess.com. Until next time, keep shifting your business towards success.